Welcome to the Fiercely Visible CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Wharton. Join me as we dive into how to become a widely in-demand CEO that prioritizes balance between life and business, isn't afraid of making the scary decisions that get you results you actually care about, and unapologetically breaks the rules to build the business and life of your dreams. Recently, I was invited to do an interview for an online magazine, which, as you can expect, is super freaking exciting for me because it is a core part of my signature visibility framework, right? Whenever you're featured in the media, whether it's like an interview, a blog article, anything like that, that's an opportunity to become more visible, to reach a much wider audience, whether that's to serve, to share your story, your journey, to be able to impact people in a much bigger way, or even to call in a new following, new clients and all that, right? It's that ability to be able to do that in a bigger scale without having to do the work inside your business every single day, right? Without having to do the heavy lifting yourself to show up constantly. So it's really freaking impactful. And it's a huge freaking honor to be asked to do an interview like this for an online magazine. And through that interview, they had a really like a really good set of questions, because I've done these kind of interviews before and they're awesome like don't get me wrong like all of them are great opportunities and it's a great honor but in the past a lot of the interviews that I've done were prepared in a way where the questions were fairly generic which means that a lot of other people were being asked the exact same questions however what this person did was create a custom list of questions specifically for me. It was so freaking cool. Like they were even asking me about uh, something along the lines of like how I embody a whole damn vibe or something around those lines. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, whole damn vibe. I'm like, that's me. That's amazing. Right. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to like share about that interview just now. Uh, but there was one specific question that it, it was freaking awesome, honestly. They even like let me know. They're like, hey, this question is optional. Like, if you don't want to answer it, that's totally cool. Um, but I took the opportunity to go ahead and answer it because it was what I believe to be such an important question. It's something that needs to be talked about. And it's just, it, it allowed me to be really like vulnerable and like really share kind of like my story, right? In this aspect. So, for context, the question was How have all of your intersecting identities supported you in your online business? So freaking wicked. So, for me, what I chose to focus on was my identities as a Latina and as a queer person, right? So, I'm not going to share the answer right now, but. If you want me to share this answer, it's one that I'm in love with. Let me know. I'll go ahead and share it. The article doesn't come out for like another week or so, or maybe a couple days, actually. I should double check. So when that does, if you want to hear the answer, I'll go ahead. I'll share it with you. And I'll also share the link to the article because it's really freaking cool. I just I loved being able to answer such meaningful and intentional questions. They did an amazing job. The cool thing is that this is somebody that I'm also going to be working with one-on-one. They signed their contract a couple months ago. We start in September. So freaking excited to work with somebody 
who's just so caring, who's so like inclusive and is here to like honestly just make a freaking difference with how they serve their clients and how they allow their clients to communicate certain things throughout their client experience with their own clients. Oh, I can't get enough. Honestly, such a perfect fit. But what this brings me to is this question actually inspired uh, what I'm going to be sharing with you today, which is this podcast episode all about making investment decisions or just in decisions as a whole, right? It doesn't have to have to do with investing money, but how to make decisions as a minority. So this is my personal experience. I'll probably share like one story, maybe two, but it's basically different things that have impacted how I've made decisions how I've chosen different things in my life or in my business. So the first thing that I wanted to share was, as you know, or maybe not, about two and a half years ago, I made the decision to quit my corporate job and move from the big city, from Toronto, across the world to the other side of the country. And that was honestly one of the biggest decisions I've ever had to make. It's I've had a couple maybe like life altering moments slash decisions, but this was one of those that I just never expected to happen, right? I was never brought up thinking that entrepreneurship was a path or even a possibility that you could explore, right? So for me to now make that decision, go from feeling like I'm a super responsible person and because of society and how it conditions us to continue to work at the same place for like 20 years or until retirement and just like stick with things quitting my corporate job felt like such an irresponsible thing to do on some level right obviously I worked through that and it's literally the best decision I've ever made but as we made that decision, we also had to figure out, okay, where do we want to move? And at the time, we were looking at Kelowna, which is where I'm currently living. And one of the concerns we had is that in comparison to where we had been living for our, like an entire lifetime, basically, my wife had been living in Ontario her entire life. I had been there for, at the time, I believe, almost 17 years. So it's a big chunk of my life, right? Um, so living in what we would describe and the entire world would describe as a very big city to move to what we, from our perspective, look at as a small town, I'm pretty sure. And when I say I'm pretty sure, I know it's actually technically a city, but it is tiny. It is the smallest town I've ever lived in. So to move there, there was obviously a lot of hesitation because with small towns, especially in Canada, I know this happens in a lot of countries. Um, typically, that means that the place, the city, the town is less diverse. It means it's more white. It means it could even be more religious. It means it has a lot of different biases and perceptions uh, about the world, right? Different lifestyle, different way of living, of thinking, of being, of everything. So we're like, how are we um, as queer women? I wasn't even thinking about the Latina part, but there's barely any Spanish folk here. Uh, how are we supposed to move to a small town? Like that could pose a lot of freaking problems. And one of the things, whether rightly or not, that made us feel really confident in this decision was actually when we were doing a little bit of research online, we stumbled upon the website for the city 
and it was their official website and right on the home page they had like a pride related banner and image and whatever like content right i can't remember what it said but it was pride related and the interesting part is that when at the time that we were doing this research it wasn't pride month so that was an instance of how they weren't trying to be inclusive right it wasn't like a token that they were just like okay we got to be inclusive right now because it's a pride month and everybody's doing it and we got to show that we care too blah 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 no it was right there front and center on their official city's website saying you're welcome here kind of thing right so that made us feel really 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 comfortable with the decision to move to a small town where everything we thought about it was still true it's still a small town it's still primarily only white people like you have no idea the culture shock we experienced when we first moved here and we went to a grocery store and everybody at the grocery store was white like there's a little bit of a diversity, but for somebody that's used to a highly multi multicultural city like Toronto, where there's barely any white people, like if you're white presenting or you're white, you're the minority there, um, just based on who you're surrounded with. It's very shocking to now go into a grocery store or go anywhere and there's only white people. You're like, <clears throat> you're like, what is happening here? Like, where's everybody? <laughs> um, so yes, it's still it lacks diversity. Um, honestly, with time, the more time we spend here, the more we see a little bit more diversity. There's a there's people from different races and ethnicities. There's people um, with different experiences from different countries. There's different restaurants. Like there is a little bit of diversity like we are living in Canada and it is technically a city but it's minimal it's so so tiny compared to what we're used to but to bring this back to the main purpose the main topic today is that something as small as that something as small as showing how the city, in this case, was inclusive, uh, showing a little bit of representation throughout their website, right? Like that said a lot about their values, about their brand, about what they stand for. And that helped us make that decision to leave everything behind, quit our corporate job, move across the country where we knew nobody. Like we had actually never stepped foot in this small city, in this small town. We had never even heard about it until we research data made that decision to move we didn't know anybody there except for one two people that we had or i had met online through the entrepreneurship world right like two entrepreneurs so the fact that we made that decision with such little information and background says a lot about what being inclusive and what um essentially really embodying your brand and what you care about can do when people are making decisions that uh, have something to do with you right whether that's the city in this case or you as a business owner i have other instances that weren't as direct right like the last coach that i invested in was it the last one Anyway, uh, the last big investment that I made into coaching was working with somebody who was actually very vocal about the fact that they worked with a lot of uh, queer people, that they had a lot of friends that were queer, that they were uh, very accepting and welcoming. It was a safe space. Like they participated in pride events, et cetera, et cetera. Now, 
all those reasons weren't actually reasons why I decided to invest in this person. I decided to invest in them because of their skill, because of the relationship we had, because of the trust that I felt that they were the right person in that moment to help me shift inside of my business and experience the type of results that I was really craving, right? I was seeing them as a true mentor who could guide me along the way and challenge me and coach me. However, all the other things that were showing me, hey, this is a safe space for you. Like you're welcome here. You get to be exactly who you are, whether it's the identities that you um, relate to or it's just the fact that you're quirky, you're a dork, you're weird, like just everything about you is welcomed here. So I think not only has it helped me make decisions, whether it's decisions about my life or investment decisions, but the funny thing is, is that as I embody more of this, I realize I've been attracting a lot of the same very diverse community into my space, right? I've been working with every year, I notice this trend where I work more with more queer folks. I work with more women of color. I work with more Latinas. And it's so freaking cool to be able to see that, that the things that make me feel a little bit um, as an outsider, let's say, but that make me feel comfortable, make me feel safe and make me uh, feel encouraged to make certain decisions in life and in business are exactly the same things that other people are now resonating with me and my brand because of what I embody, because of what I care about, because of the difference that I want to make in the online space, right? And it's so freaking cool to be able to see that going full circle. And sometimes it's not about getting people to work with you, right? Because I don't want you to start being more inclusive just as a way to get different minorities to work with you. That is freaking ridiculous and so not um, ethical slash authentic. But it's all about if this is something that you value, that you care about, that you want to create an inclusive and a safe space for people, it's even just to open up that door for people to connect with each other. So essentially, my challenge for you here is, is for you to do your part to be more inclusive, because it makes such a big difference, way more than you know. That's it for this week's episode of the Fiercely Visible CEO podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Steph Wharton underscore for more valuable content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. 